Welcome to Divorce Explained, the podcast where we answer your questions and navigate the process of divorce together. Sharing real stories and personal experiences, this is your guide through it all. With your hosts, family law specialist Steve Benmore and divorce lawyer and strategist Leanne Townsend. I was just saying that our topic for today uh, is why longer divorces cost more. And I think that that's something that anyone going through a separation or divorce should hear about because uh, so they can avoid being in that type of situation if possible. You know, it's funny on the subject of divorce and the cost of divorce. um, I have given some very serious answers and some comical answers to clients over the years. Um, Well, let's start with the comedy and then we'll go to the serious stuff. Okay. (laughs) So client, every client, and I was a client of divorce at one point, always ask the same question. What is this divorce going to cost me? And so sometimes I answer with the following. How long is a piece of string? (laughs) Sometimes I answer with, (laughs) sometimes I say, have you ever gotten into a cab and told him to drive, but didn't tell him the destination? And then you say, what's it going to cost? going to stop when you tell me to stop it's going to continue when i because you're telling me to keep continuing and that's the perplex perplexing problem that we lawyers have if i did real estate law i could say you know what to purchase your house or to sell your house or refinance your house is going to cost you x if i did wills and estates i could probably say you know it's probably between x and y to do a power of attorney and a will But when it comes to litigation and when it comes to even non-litigation divorces, it's nearly impossible when you first meet a client to say, this is going to take X hours and it's going to cost you Z dollars because anything can happen in the course of a divorce. And I have to say, I'm particularly sensitive to it because one, I myself went through a divorce and I paid a lawyer and it was far more than I had even expected. And I'm a divorce lawyer. And part two to that is that nobody has saved money for a divorce. People save money for cars and vacations and weddings, but nobody saves money for a divorce. And so it's a very reasonable question for somebody to ask, what is this going to cost? Yeah, no. And that's often, you know, in those initial consultations, that is, you know, the question that understandably comes up. And, um, you know, when you're meeting someone for a consultation, um, you know, I always want to make sure that um, I'm answering all their questions really well to the best of my ability. And I always hate the fact that I really can't give them a number, um, you know, because for the reasons you just said, sometimes, um, you know, the most straightforward thing can end up taking a lot longer and costing a lot more than we initially think in the initial consultation. And, you know, one thing that I have found as well is that, you know, someone sometimes when someone is not a lawyer and they come in and they're seeing a lawyer for the first time and speaking about their matter, what they may think is a really simple, straightforward matter. And, you know, it may actually, from a legal perspective, 
not be. And so they come in saying, oh, yeah, this is like really straightforward and this this will be easy. Um, and they convey that to the lawyer, you know, only to find out that, you know, it is actually going to be a lot more more complicated. And um, I know, you know, certain things, uh, you know, in certain areas of law, they've moved towards that, uh, you know, there's like bundled services and things like that where people can pay a set fee uh, for something. But in family law, you know, other than in like an uncontested divorce, it's really hard to do that for the reasons you just mentioned. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, um, uh, you know, I sympathize with the clients um, because, first of all, divorce is devastating. It's, it's agonizing. So to then have to pay for that is, is almost like a fire that burns twice. It yeah. burns in your personal life and then it burns in your financial life. And to not know what it's going to cost and to not know what it's going to cost you emotionally, um, both of them are two very, very large pills to swallow at the same time. Now, Today, I had a call with a new client. And I had spoken to the new client yesterday and today. And in between, I spoke to the other lawyer. Uh, and fortunately for this client, the other lawyer and I have a good working relationship. And so as a result of that, I, in speaking with the other lawyer, I, um, I said, look, where is this case going? Like, what is the trajectory of this case? What's the horizon of this case? And it's a case involving some very serious allegations of domestic violence and concerns with respect to safety. So it's one of those cases that have the markers of potentially being a explosive case and a case that can go in multiple directions. It's already in court and it started in court on an emergency basis. And so, you know, one of the benefits that I have having been doing this for so long is that I could look at a case and I could actually see you know, where it can go one week, one month, one year from now. And I reached out to this lawyer and I said, are we able to sort of skip all of that? And hopefully we will. So I ended up getting on the phone with my client afterwards, now bringing it back to the subject of cost of a divorce. I said, you know, there's a lot of things that I can do for you. And some of them are gonna be very expensive and you'll be very happy with the results but you're not gonna be happy with the bill. And so I am being very conscious of your dollar by doing the least amount of work to get you the very best result, as opposed to to do the most amount of work and get you the very best result. Because if you had to choose between the two, I'm pretty sure you would choose the least cost best result, not the highest cost best result. And so, what you might find is that the best result for the least cost might not come in as the best result in the alternative, but you have to be good with that. And so, and the client in this case was, because he totally got it. He totally got that this is a case that could easily blow up. It already has, and it's gonna continue to blow up. And I said, I'm gonna use my skills in order to contain the fire not let the fire erupt and become a scorched earth between you and your ex-spouse. And so that's a perfect example of where the cost of a divorce 
is very much dependent on the role of the lawyer. Oh, let me back up. The choice of the lawyer, the role of the lawyer. Now, you could choose a very conciliatory lawyer who doesn't really have the skill set to bring the case to a resolution. You can bring on somebody that's very aggressive and they will definitely blow that case up and make it very hostile and very expensive. So to the client's question, what can I do to keep my costs down? The answer is choose an attitude that will bring you an inexpensive divorce and choose support people like a lawyer who will bring you the least expensive divorce and encircle yourself. And this is what I said to the client today. I said, you can easily go talk to people who will cheerlead you on to fight, fight, fight and get what you are entitled to. Or you could find people who are gonna be in your corner who are neutral, objective, balanced advisors. And I include family and friends in that. And I also include lawyers in that too. No, I think that's great advice. Um, I think that there's a lot of people out there who, you know, sometimes they mistake um, having the most aggressive lawyer they can find on the job as being the one who is going to get them the, the best result. And, um, you know, often fighting about every possible thing, you know, does inflate the bill. And, and sometimes some of it isn't really worth fighting about. And, you know, one thing I've seen over the years um, happen with some clients is that I think people should be cautious of is what I call like endless letter writing campaigns, whereby, you know, you, a client goes through or they retain their lawyer. They say they don't want to go to court, but they end up spending like years with a situation where the lawyers are just writing letters back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And nobody's agreeing on anything. Thing. the matter isn't advancing and next thing you know they've spent like ten thousand dollars and it's all letters and they're no further ahead and so that's why it's really important to look at what the result is going to be um, rather than you know and sometimes just initiating the court process can actually speed things up and get it out of court and get you know people settling on something versus endless letter writing and so you know, I caution listeners just to, to be cognizant of that because letter writing can get expensive and it's not always the, the route to go. I, I completely agree with you. You know, I'll tell you, I'm lawyer number two or three a lot of times. And when I am and the clients complain to me about the fact that they spent, you know, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars and I say, OK, well, what did you get for that? And they say, well, here, I'm going to send you the digital file. And what I get is about 25 letters that were received and 25 letters that were sent. And some of them are masterpieces, beautifully written letters. Some of them have quotations of the case law in it. Some of them have put together beautiful, wonderful arguments. But at the end of the day, the client hasn't resolved their divorce. And that's ultimately the measurement of success is, have you spent the money necessary to get your case resolved so that you can move on with your life? And letter writing initially, I, mean, I know a lot of clients, they love seeing their lawyer, you know, show muscle in their letter. Like it's, oh yeah, my lawyer wrote a strong letter. So what? 
So by way of example, in today's uh, case, the one that I mentioned before, where I was just retained, um, I said, no letters, picked up the phone and I called the lawyer. We had a great phone call. And in fact, when the phone call ended, I said, and I owe you some more information, but I'm not going to put it in a letter. I'm going to call you back. And I did. Yeah. And it's actually cheaper and faster and more effective. And I'm in court on this case tomorrow um, because there's a return date on this sort of emergency motion. And I even said to the lawyer, this is what I intend to tell the judge tomorrow. Let me know what you think. And I told the lawyer, I'm going to tell the judge, blah, blah, blah. Are you good with that? He goes, sounds good with me. Right. And, and that really short circuited this whole rigmarole. And by the way, the client um, said to me before I hung up, he said, I want to apologize to you. I said, you don't owe me an apology, but what do you want apologizing for? He goes, well, when I spoke to you yesterday, I told you that I wanted a pit bull. I wanted somebody to be very aggressive because my ex has done X, Y, and Z, and I wanted somebody that's going to match fire with fire. And now that you've told me what you've done today for me, to, uh, I said, uh, he said, I'm really grateful because actually, as it turns out, I didn't want that pit bull. I, I thought I did, but I actually prefer what you're doing. Yeah, no, I, and I think that's so true. I think it's important that people don't confuse, um, you know, pitbull with results. Um, because at the end of the, the day, you know, you have two clients here affecting each other. And then if the lawyers get that type of mode, attack, 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 the bill can, you know, spiral and not necessarily get a result. And I know we've both seen this um, where, you know, people have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars fighting with each other for years. You know, they, some, some couples have cases going on like throughout their, their children's entire childhood. You know, they just continue to fight it. You know, even though obviously as lawyers are living by getting paid fees, that doesn't make me happy. I would rather somebody's money go towards their children uh, and I just help them get a, a faster result that's a good result that they're happy with than to you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars being spent fighting about every little possible thing um, and never ending because it's very stressful to be, you know, for people to be fighting. There's no closure on it. And I sometimes think people get caught up in almost like the psychological dance or, you know, of the fighting. They're so used to fighting, fighting fighting, fighting, they don't even know the way of dealing with uh, their ex-partner. And it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's toxic for everybody, um, but especially the children. And, you know, it is, it can be a lot of money. So bringing it back to the topic of today, why does a long divorce cost more than a short divorce? Because no different than a long cab ride is more expensive than a short cab ride mm -hmm. or a short piece of string is cheaper than a long piece of string. And the reality is the longer somebody goes around the track of divorce, fighting, 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 the more it costs because divorce is paid by time. So if your divorce costs 100 hours, it's going to cost more than 10 hours. And 10 hours costs more than five hours. And so at the end of the day, when someone wonders, why does this divorce cost so much? Uh, number one, it usually takes uh, at minimum two people and uh, usually four. So if you've got 
two lawyers who are adamant on writing back and forth and fighting on everything and not willing to actually get on the phone like I did today and admit some of the problems with the case and say, look, I'm not my client. My client might be a lovely person, but he's made some mistakes or she's made some mistakes. But how do we help this family get past it all? And so, you know, I, I, I constantly try to do that. So back to the question about, you know, how do you reduce the cost of your divorce is um, look in the mirror to figure out, are you ready to settle? Because if you're still in that stage where right now your dukes are up, you're angry, you're, you're, you're frustrated and, and you want vengeance, now's not the time. You know, people, you would say, don't go grocery shopping when you're starving because you're gonna make some really poor choices. Similarly, don't go into, don't go hire someone and proceed with steps towards a divorce when you're full of fury, when you're full of anger, because you're not gonna make good choices. And that's why there are lawyers out there, sadly, not only here, but all over the world. They will take people's money and they will fight, 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 they will fight over everything and they won't stop for a second to say to the client, you know, maybe we should pursue that argument. Maybe, maybe we should let that one go. You know, uh, maybe that's a weaker case that we can let go of, right? Because people will hire lawyers. I've seen it for 30 years now. They'll hire lawyers with fire in their belly and they, and they want, they want a pound of flesh and they will pay a lawyer to go pursue that pound of flesh. And a year later, $100,000 later, they don't have the pound of flesh, but they have a bill, a $100,000 bill, and they're not happy with it. And so people have to do a reality check. And, you know, there's many stages of divorce. You know, there's denial, there's anger, there's grief. You know, somewhere along the line, there's acceptance. And there's two sides to divorce, the person who is leaving and the person who has been left. Oftentimes, the person who is leaving the spouse is miles ahead because they've been thinking about it. And they're able to give their lawyer very reasonable corporate instructions. But the person that was left oftentimes is still reeling with anger and upset and a sense of abandonment. And that's the type of person that's most dangerous when it comes to legal fees. Yes. And, you know, and someone who's in that situation, um, you know, they may not have the choice to have to go, have the time to go and heal and get out of their their vengeful um, you know stage because things are happening and and their their partner who left them is moving forward and has a lawyer and is um, you know moving moving ahead with things from the legal realm and the, and and the lawyers aren't going to wait for that person to you know be be ready necessarily um, it comes back full circle to one of the things you were saying, Steve, at the start of all of this is that's why it's important to have a good team around you, because if you've got the, the right team and a good team to support you, even if you are, you know, reeling and you're going through all these emotions, if you have people in, in place to help you process that, not, you know, not be doing it necessarily with your lawyer, but you have a coach or a therapist or somebody that you can talk to um, help you with that aspect of things so that you can just focus on the legal issues when you're speaking with your, your lawyer and that will help keep your bill down. And I'm gonna take it to one higher level. So back to my um, example of the person that's leaving and the person that was left. 
So the person that was left feels abandoned and angry and upset. And, and quite frankly, they're devastated. I've seen it for decades. The person that has left, that person has been thinking about it for some time. Sometimes they've even already gotten legal advice. Um, in some cases, they've already eyed the place they're going to move to, or they've already rented the place that they're moving to. So they are miles ahead. Now, some of those people are so far ahead that they tell their lawyer, write me up a separation agreement. This is what I want to do. And I'm going to be very generous or I'm going to be very reasonable. Here's what I wanted to say. Send it to my ex-spouse. Well, big mistake. Because when you send that to the ex-spouse, they are reading it through a lens of anger, of upset, of abandonment. And so they're not looking at it and going, well, you know, that's reasonable. That's fair. Yeah, you know, I could have gone either way. But yeah, that's, that's, that's acceptable. No, 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 no. They're looking at it and saying, where's the rest of it? Why am I only getting this? Why shouldn't I get more? Considering what I went through. And so the person that actually has left the spouse must recognize the stage that the other spouse is at and recognize when to move in and when to lean back. Because if they move in too quickly, they could be buying themselves a very expensive divorce. They need to allow the other spouse to get to the point where they are ready to bargain, where they're ready to negotiate, where they're ready to resolve. Because I've seen way too many cases where the person that has left is so eager to get the house sold, the kids plan developed, a separation agreement signed, but the other side's not ready. And it's money not well spent because it can actually stir more conflict and cause far more cost and aggravation. And on that note, it's also, I think, important to, if you have moved on and you know, maybe you're with a new partner even already, it's really important to keep that person out of your divorce and not have them involved in things. And, you know, because often they, you know, they have their own feelings and thoughts and, and they, they want to have things wrapped up and move on. So they may be pressuring you to get wrapped up and that may not be the right thing in the situation. So it's really important that you keep them out of your divorce and not allow them to, to apply on you to do things in a way that perhaps isn't going to get you the best result. I tell clients who are going through divorce, now is the time if you can't be calm, polite, civil, cordial, pretend to be kind, polite, civil, and cordial. Because simply by pretending, if it's not coming naturally, is going to save you significant cost and aggravation because people settle cases when they're in a calmer state. People spend brutal amounts of money when they're in an angry and agitated state. No, that's definitely true. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining today. I don't know if you have anything further on this topic to add, Steve, but I think I, I think we covered everything. So um, thanks for tuning in, and thank you for joining uh, me today. And we'll be back here again next week with another topic. And uh, bye for now. <laughs> bye, everybody.
Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Divorce Explained. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to head on over to Instagram and follow at Steve Benmore and at Leanne Townsend Life for more. And if you're looking for specific divorce services, you can visit benmore.com and leannetownsend.ca. We hope today's episode made you feel informed and inspired as you move along through your divorce journey. Tune in next week for Divorce Explained.